0: Welcome, everybody, to the premiere episode of the Off the Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Donahoe, and we're going to go over everything NBA-related from now and throughout the regular season. Um, I'm really excited to get into things, and today, lucky for me, I'm joined by my co-host, Andy Berman from Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Yep. Nice to see you guys. Nice to be here. Excited to talk about basketball.
0: Hell yeah. Um, and I'm also joined by my other co-host, uh, Jesus Escalera from Dallas, Texas.
2: Thanks. Excited to be here and can't wait to talk about some basketball.
0: Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, we've already had a lot of action and the off season's been going on for maybe a little bit less than a month here. Uh, I think our plan was to record yesterday and, you know, we had some technical difficulties and lucky for us, you know, all the action happened today with the end of the player options. Um, You know, James Harden picks up his player option. We're going to go into him as well as uh, the Harrison Barnes extension. Um, but I want to go first into the the Marcus Smart and Chris Tass porzingis trade. Um, I'll get to you guys in a second, but my opening thoughts, um, I really like what the Wizards did. They were able to get off KP's contract. I mean, that was going to happen either way, but he could have just left in free agency. So I really like that for him. They got Tyus Jones. Um, and I think in the deal, they also got... Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala, some contracts they can throw in for a trade later on. They got some picks out of it. for The Celtics, I think there's risk, uh, high risk, high reward. You know, they're throwing away a little bit of their culture, some defense. But, I mean, if you're going to sit here and tell me that the Celtics aren't a better team than they were, like, you're just wrong. They're better than they were. Um, It's just about fit. We'll see how it goes. Um, And obviously the Grizzlies got Marcus Smart um, to seemingly fill in for Ja during his suspension. But also, I mean, that's some veteran leadership there, and it just adds to what they've got going on with the defensive culture. You know, with Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is leading. They're replacing that with Marcus Smart, which is a clear upgrade. I don't know what you guys, what do you guys think about that trade?
1: Yep. I think it's a pretty good deal for all sides involved. All three teams, I think, actually did a pretty good job. Celtics-wise, I think that's the biggest question, I mean, on paper, the trade makes them better because Perzingis is a better player than Marcus Smart right now on the Celtics with the team they have because he's also a backup for Al, who's getting older, who's getting up there, and Robert Williams. So if either of them goes down, Perzingis can step in and be a big. And he's a great three-point shooter with that height. That's always what you want in the Martin NBA. I think he's like 38% shooting from three, which is way better than what Marcus Smart shoots from three. So that's a great addition And they got a few picks out of it, so I think the trade's pretty good. The only negative side would be Persingas has not had a pretty good injury history going back. The last five years, he's only played 54% of his regular season games, and that's pretty low. So if they want to contend come playoff time, they should hope that he's fit and ready to go.
2: I think... um... The Celtics did a really good job picking up Chris Porzingis, especially because Al Horford's getting so old and he can definitely play a lot more minutes now or less minutes now with Chris in the lineup. And then for the Grizzlies, I really like him Chris. Yeah, Chris Porzingis. And <laughs> um, for the Grizzlies, I really like that Marcus smart trade because now they got two players that have been the defensive player of the year. And yeah, and it is a smart choice, especially after that 25-game suspension. I feel like Marcus Smart can definitely lead that team. And by the time Yaw comes back, I feel like everybody should be pretty disciplined with how Marcus Smart likes to rock things down there. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering how Grizzlies fans are handling that because, you know, I saw on Twitter right after the Celtics posted, like, a toughness video for Marcus Smart, like, the Grizzlies Twitter just immediately retweeted it and said, say less i think i think they're pumped um i'm interested to see what happens when ja gets back like i don't know if you're gonna run an ultra small lineup with him smart and bane or if you're gonna have smart off the bench i mean we haven't seen smart in a six-man role since like the Kyrie days maybe i can't remember yeah. if he came off the bench or not he might have been the two i don't remember um terry rozier was around a lot then um but yeah i, I that kinda of just caught me by surprise, man. I was I remember I was on the phone just waiting to see the KP deal go through and when it was smart that got announced, like it was like a shot to the heart, you know. It was a it
1: was yeah, a big it night. Was, it was looking at like it was gonna be Brogdon and it was gonna happen, it's gonna be the Clippers and the Celtics and suddenly it just changed. Like Brogdon, some injury issues came up or something, and they just switched to the Grizzlies and trading away their heart and soul, Marcus Smart.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into the Clippers a little bit, but, man, in an alternate universe somewhere, that deal went through. The Celtics are running it back with KP instead of Brogdon, and the Clippers probably aren't trying to trade for James Harden right now. You know, I it's just crazy how one little thing can change things in the NBA. But
2: yeah. um,
0: I think if that's all you guys have, let's get into Beal trade because that's that's probably the biggest one we have here um, because it kind of affected yeah. the Warriors too. Um, Beale, from the Wizards to the Suns, as well as Isaiah Todd and Jordan Goodwin. A couple pieces that might get overlooked a little bit. I think Isaiah Todd's a pretty good player. It's just about him developing. And the Suns bench now...
1: He's pretty tall, so that's a good addition for them.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, the Suns bench now is just completely depleted. And it's got me thinking, like, with Kyrie and Harden on the market, um, like, I think they're going to go for something else, too. And, I mean... If it's Kyrie, I could see Aiton being traded. Like if Kyrie wants yeah. to sign um, back with Dallas, then you trade Aiton out to Dallas. But, I mean, if it's if it's Harden and Philly, I'm not sure what you do there because you're not going to throw Aiton in a lineup with Joel. So I'm not sure what Phoenix does to get a trade there. I, I don't see how that's possible unless Philly wants to flip Aiton. But, um, I mean, obviously Jordan Poole ended up getting flipped by the Wizards for CP. And now Chris Paul is with the Warriors. He's probably going to either slide in at the one at times or come off the bench. Um, And uh, we talked about the Wizards a little bit earlier, but I think this is the move I like the best because Jordan Poole, he's coming off a rough year, and it's almost like he was in his own head a little bit with everything that happened, the Draymond incident, the media. Yeah. He's got this whole, like, there's so much attention on that kid for how young he is. Um, and I'm really excited right? to see.
1: Sorry? He's 24, I think. He's pretty young. Yeah, he's young. And
0: he's going to he's gonna have an early chance in his career, you know, to blossom and just become, you know, a number one option, seemingly, for the Wizards. Um, I'm interested to see what the Wizards do with Kuzma. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I'm not ruling out a Kuzma return in free agency because – they still haven't made another move since then. Um, and I don't know what other free agents they're going to target. Like, I can't see them going out and getting another point guard. Like, Harden's not going to want to go to a team that's not a contender. Neither is Kyrie. You know, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. We'll see. What are you guys thoughts on yeah. the deal trade? It was a big one.
1: Yeah, I think it's a big, big trade. It's a big, another big three with KD involved, which always turns into something worth watching. <laughs> like last time in Brooklyn, but so that's going to be good. I saw a tweet with Bradley Beal saying like it's DeBook nation or something. So I think he's, I think he's pretty excited to be a part of a team where he can actually condemn and chase a ring. So I think he's going to be logged in. It's just like, who do they fill in with those three guys? Do they trade it? In? who do they get in exchange for him? Which of the older guys, do they resign TJ Warren? For example, that's, what I'm interested in, like, who are the role guys they get with those three guys to kind of make them an actual contender? Because if they have, like, not a lot of good guys around those three, I don't think they're going to – I think it's going to be the same result as last year.
2: I agree, too, with the the depth is definitely going to be a problem. But Bill I think, averaged, like, 36% from three. That combined with how Booker played – and how KD is, that's a very good team, especially in the playoffs. Like, we already saw them in the uh, book and KD pretty much play the, like, almost all the minutes during that series. So, maybe with Beal, they'll get a little bit more of a break. But I do feel bad for Poole, especially after that Draymond incident. But he's young. He's already won a ring, pretty much. You feel bad oh, for him? For Poole? Yeah, just, just because I trade? feel like the
0: Warriors. Line. Huh? Just because of the trade?
2: Yeah. It's just, I feel like he would have never got traded if that Draymond situation never happened.
0: I think he's glad that he did, though, at this point.
2: Yeah, but I agree with what you said. Like, he's only 24, so definitely in a couple years, he's going to be a very good player. Probably an all-star. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens (laughs) with the Suns, the rest of the free agency, because I, I do think they'll probably try to bring back Torrey Craig um Joshua Kogi is probably going to walk. And, you know, I, I don't think Ter- campaign's contract is.
1: turns Ross, what do you think? Is he coming back? Probably not. He was, wasn't he on
0: a vet minimum last year?
1: I think he was. Yeah.
0: No, I, I don't think they want to bring him back. I think, you know, I think your focus, if you're the Suns, it needs to be getting campaign on a fully guaranteed deal. Um, I would be more in the corner of bringing back. They did bring back Saban Lee. Donald, be more in the corner of bringing back like a Damian Lee and a Josh Okogi or Terrence Craig combo than I would mm-hmm. DJ Warren, Terrence Ross, any of those guys. I'm not, I don't think that's something that they need to do. I don't think that makes them any better. T.J. Warren is just another wing guy. Like they don't have any, any floor generals at the moment, other I than if you count Booker as a floor general, but I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do. It'll be a long process for them, I think, because they're just going to gauge the decisions of everybody else.
2: So,
1: Just added um, to it, which campaign, I think they guaranteed his final year. They did? Yeah. Did they, they do that they're, today? They're listening to the podcast because they just, <laughs> I just saw like a tweet from Boach that says they guaranteed his third year.
0: I was waiting for that all day. That was one guy like that. Usually like you don't wait till the last moment with a guy like campaign. That's just kind of a strange, yeah. strange move. That's usually something yeah. you've got your mind made up on. I mean, after the Beal trade, like, I don't know. I'd like to get into the the John Collins trade as well real quick before we go into the new stuff. We can just touch briefly mm-hmm. on it. The Hawks have been trying to trade John Collins forever. It was yeah. not the best fit there. They've got a good guard combo, and they've got two really good bigs in the front court. It Collins, you can't really space the floor very well. I mean, he's a very below-average shooter. He's not overly big for his position. Like, it was a tough fit there, and I mean, I know the Jazz, Danny Ainge, you know that that team there. Like they're confident they can develop him a little bit, like they did with Kelly Olynyk. Um, it, it, it's a good front court for the Jazz, but for the Jazz, like they still don't have a guard that I think anybody worries about. And you can't win in this yeah. league without a guard that's going to take over a game if need be.
1: Yeah, I don't know because. They also got Walker Kessler who's actually pretty good last year, so I don't know yeah. what is he so if he plays at center and is Marking and Collins, that's pretty dull, but I don't know that's if that's a lot of shooting because Kessler I mean, can't Collins shoot.
0: would have to be the four in that in that like in that tandem. You can't put yeah. Collins at the three. There's no chance. I
1: yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. And also don't they have Linick or are they not gonna re sign him?
0: I can't remember what they decided to do with the Linux I, I feel like you bring in Collins like you don't need a Linux anymore right like that, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense to me yeah um I mean he's he was fully guaranteed did anybody see what happened with Taylor Horton Tuckers player option did he pick it up
1: um because see. I hadn't
0: seen anything about that all year
1: or all all week last year he was a he was a dog he was pretty good last year
0: I mean, he he was, he was hooping.
1: Yeah, he did. He picked up his option. He did pick
0: it up. So him and yeah. Clarkson both picked it up. That's interesting. Yeah. They still got some cap space. Um, Yudoka has a bookie. He got signed to the Celtics Summer League team. So he's gone. Yeah. I mean, probably don't want to bring JTA back. They'll probably try to get a guy at the full mid-level and maybe even $20 million contract. Um, But they need a guard, man. And there's not like... There's not a solid like point guard out there. It's all like stars who want forty million dollars a year right now. Uh, yeah, that and trade. I, feel
1: I know it's a. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like Danny Ains is probably got something up his sleeve in terms of trading, like maybe Clarkson or, I don't know. They might just trade cl- or do something with Clarkson because I don't see that working out with Collins. Now I think the Atlanta. market's
0: probably better for Sexton, honestly, and I think he's been kind of passed around and trade. Uh, in trade discussions a little bit so far, but I don't know. I think, I think you're better off trying to get a good point guard on that team and then a good two guard. Uh, but that's just me. Um, it was a little bit of an underwhelming trade. The return was horrible for the Hawks. I know it's contract dump, but like not something we need to spend the world talking on. Um, so moving yeah. on to the hardened player option. Let's, let's do the the Harrison Barnes extension first, a little bit less to talk about there. Yeah. Um, three years. Fifty four million. Jesus, I know you hate the move. They still have <laughs> twenty million in calf space. They can still go get a guy, you know, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be able to get Kuzma now. But they could still bring in a guy like Grant Williams. They could pry him away from the Celtics on twenty million dollars a year. Um it's just not gonna be the home run play that I kinda talked to you guys about, like expecting them to maybe go get a Draymond Green or, you know, go get a star like Somehow make something work for Paul George, anything like that. It's it's going to be a mid level guy, or it's going to be a guy like Jeremy Grant or Cam or Grant Williams that you can just pull away on like a twenty million dollar deal. Um, yeah, you, and you, let you talk about? Hey, just go ahead and talk about yeah. the Kings a little bit.
2: <laughs> um, I'm excited to see where they they finish next, or yeah, this coming season because obviously they played. Very good against the the Warriors, but $54 million, that's steep, not going to lie. But maybe, 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 like maybe next you... he, he was, he, I think he was very solid during the season, but man, I just, I wish he had a better series against the Warriors. Or if he made that one, one, three, game five. Yeah. Maybe, was it game five? Ooh, that would have been huge. They but didn't yeah. have any
0: business being in that game at the end anyway. Like him hitting that would have been a bonus to an already immaculate comeback.
2: But yeah, that that team's very young and I'm very excited to see where they head this coming season for sure.
0: All right, well let's get into the good stuff now. The James Harden saga, which we've seem to have at least once a year at whatever <laughs> point he decides to get out of his contract or request a trade. He picked up his $35.6 million player option this evening. Um, I remember I got out of work and I checked the clock and he had 13 minutes to spare. Um, and I didn't even get the time to read the full tweet, actually. I got in my car and I saw like the picked up player option. i was like, all right, you know, he didn't get his raise. And so I drove home and I got a call from one of my buddies. And, you know, he's like, you're reading this James Harden stuff. And I was like, no, no, no what's going on? And I checked Twitter and I saw that he wanted to work with the Sixers to get a trade and I think they named the Clippers and the Knicks, um, and somebody else was throwing the Suns' name around a little bit. But yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens here because I know the Clippers are like a a good fit in a sense and that he'd be able to go there and they'd have a squad, but part of me wonders if he wants to go back to the Western Conference. Like I'm almost wondering if he's just going to stay in the East and sign with another contender because he feels like that's where his best bet is. And I'm going to throw out a couple teams there. Obviously, the Knicks. Um, the Knicks have been named. And that's a, an odd fit, like you talked about with Brunson. Um, I'm going to throw this name out here. And they've been in free agent discussions, like, the entire offseason. The Miami Heat. They can't get Beal now. Um, and it came out that that was an issue with Pat Riley and the owner. That's whatever. But this Harden deal, like, he wasn't. You know, considered somebody to get traded. You know, maybe three days ago, it was like, okay, he's going to come back to Philly on whatever deal, or he's going to hit free agency, um, and he's probably going to be a target for a team like the Rockets, who has a little bit more cap space um, than the Mi- or than the Miami Heat. So, like, a sign and trade, you know, probably doesn't work there. Um, now he's a tradable asset for the 76ers. And instead of having to wait on Damian Lillard now, you wonder, is Miami Heat just gonna pull the plug here and send a bunch of assets to Philly in an attempt to get Jimmy and Bam that third guy? And like you talk about them wanting a guy who can create and score, and this pains me as a Celtics fan because Harden was dropping forty on us like all series. If he goes to Miami, I'm gonna say this like very cautiously. I don't think the Bucks and Celtics really have a big chance against the Heat in the playoffs if James Harden goes to the Heat. So that's something I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Overall, like, what are you guys' thoughts on the whole Harden situation, not just, like, the Heat thing? If you got your own thoughts, go with that.
1: So there's, like, I think the teams you mentioned, the three main teams in the running are probably the Heat, the Knicks, and the Clippers are probably the top three contenders for Harden. And I don't see the Knicks, honestly, because I think Brunson and and him are basically the same player. And those two together would not work out, in my opinion, because they're not really that tall and they're not good defenders. So I don't see that working out. I think the Knicks are going to build in a different direction, probably going with the youth they have and not trade for Harden. The Heat are really interesting because if they get Harden, that will fix their scoring issues and get them like another bucket from three when Jimmy's kind of cold and not feeling it in the playoffs. But the thing is, they might still win the East, but are they going to beat the Nuggets? And I don't think that's going to happen because they'll still be really short. They'll still be basically the same. All those games were and...
0: really close. It went five games, but they were all really close games.
1: Yeah, Just you're like right. I, I think <laughs> the Heat need a little bit of length, though, because they're they're pretty uh, short compared to the Nuggets. yeah. Yeah. And the Clippers also, I don't know, maybe his is. Do you have some ideas on the Clippers maybe getting? (laughs) I don't know if the
0: Clippers can give them as good a package as Miami or New York. Like, you talk about Powell and Marcus Morris. What does that do for Philly? Like, And and I don't know how many picks the Clippers have. I don't think the Clippers have a ton of picks. So that that confuses me a little bit.
1: They can do a first rounder, but they also have Terrence Mann to dangle if they can do that.
0: I, but, uh, I just think the way you get there salary-wise for the Clippers is just a little bit tricky if you're committed to getting rid of Morris and Powell. Because those two guys together, like, that's 100% of that, the hardened salary. So if you try to throw in Terrence Mann on $10 million, or Batum or Covington on another $11 million, like, Philly's going to have to send something out themselves. And looking at their their payroll, like, their guy on $11 million is P.J. Tucker. I don't think they're that interested in getting rid of P.J. Tucker just to bring back all those, you know, mid players
2: from LA. Maybe yeah. you any thoughts
0: before I go into a potential package here?
2: No, I agree. I definitely think the Heat is probably the best position because for the Clippers, you're already paying 90 million for Paul George and Leonard. It's just having Harden too. That's that's just way too much. So I, but I do agree with the Heat. That would be a dangerous team. Yeah. A very, very exciting team to watch. I think
0: if you're if you're the Heat here, and you know the name that always comes up in trades for the Heat is Duncan Robinson because back in the bubble when he was popping off, they put him on that giant deal and, that he definitely did they, not deserve. Yeah. And now since then, they've kind of just been trying to ship Come him on. off but build up his confidence. He didn't he deserved deserve that. Him. I'm sorry.
1: No. Of the bubble. He deserved it after that because right.
0: that's a that's a fair assessment and I'm not gonna challenge the heat on their decision making, obviously. Um yeah. but I want I want to take Robinson's name out of the conversation real quick because I think if you bring in Harden, Duncan Robinson can play with Harden. Like the pick and roll, yeah. you know, Harden's a great passer, a great passer. Um you take Robinson out of the deal real quick. Tell me why Philly wouldn't do this if Harden has asked for a trade. Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, maybe a pick or two. Is there a better? Is there a better trade package in the in the entire league where both teams look at that and they're like, you know what? On the Heat side, we're gonna get our creator. Like nobody's stopping us in the heat, in the East. And if you're the Sixers, now you've got Embiid, Maxi Hero. If Mar- Caleb Martin continues to play the way he's playing, like that's a great trade for both sides. And, like, I just looked at that. And that's, like, you get there salary-wise, 27 and 6. Like, that's going to get you there. So, I'm terrified as a Celtics fan sitting here looking at that, and, like, that might be the deal. Like, what do you guys think of that deal?
1: That sounds good to me. I think maybe it's going to be two first-rounders then, right? With that, to make them take it, or one first-rounder. Or maybe Hot <laughs> if like – Haquez? maybe that too. And
0: maybe Rowan, yeah, like Hayward uh, Highsmith, Nikola Jovic. I don't think you get rid of ha- ha- uh, Haquez. But like, if you're the Heat, you can leverage a little bit, right? Like, you can tell him, like, you're not getting better than Hero and Martin in a deal. And Harden wants out. Like, if you don't trade him, who's to say he doesn't he doesn't play? Like, yeah, he's going to be the bit leverage
1: From the Rockets trade, if he doesn't yeah. get traded, which not what you want. But I guess. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) They still have no obligation to trade him, which is the weirdest thing. These things, like when a player just says, I'm just not going to play for you, just trade me and just sits out. That's the weirdest situation ever.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's because when they do that, like it gets public, it gets leaked. And like, even if you do bring him back, like you're looking at him in the locker room, you're like, man, he didn't want to play with us anymore. Like he's not in it with us anymore. So it's kind of like an unspoken, you know, all right, you know, we don't have to trade you, but if we don't trade you, like, it's a loss anyway. You're going to lose yeah. next year Harden or whatever. He's,
1: he's committed to not playing well when he doesn't want to play. He's yeah. already done that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on all the trades and team options, player options that are taking place here before free agency? No. Northern, all right. I'd like to get yeah. into the draft a little bit. Yeah. Huh?
1: I said we covered, I think we covered a lot, a lot of the free agency stuff. So I think we should go into the draft. You're right.
0: All the new and big stuff, at least. But yeah, with the draft, you go through the lottery, obviously. Wim Bignana first, um, Brennan Miller second, as expected, unless you looked at Shams' tweets throughout the day. And then Scoot Henderson at three, which is like the first big domino of implications in the draft because that's Portland com- committing to a youth movement. And you're looking yep. at Dame, you're like, okay, you know, now he wants out, like everybody's tweeting. And then Chris Haynes comes in with a tweet and he's like, no, he doesn't. Uh, it's kind of like a fun game of limbo there. Um, I don't know. I, I think if you're Portland, you know, you try to win in free agency. It's it's a simple formula. You try to go get a Draymond green or you try to bring back Jeremy Grant. You try to build up a contender in free agency. If you fail in in free agency, you um, I think you got to trade Dame like before the season. I think that's just a decision you got to make. Like we're either going to contend, or we're going to get more out of the deal for Dame, and I think his market's going to be highest before the season starts. Uh, What are you guys' thoughts on the Dame situation, which you've probably read plenty enough about?
1: Yeah, I've seen enough flip-flopping with that situation than any other situation. Um, So I I was searching around and I got like a. I got a potential trade package from Miami for Dame. Let me know. It. Let me know your thoughts on it. So, twenty eight, twenty twenty eight, twenty thirty first rounders, two pick swaps in twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine. Hero, Yoich, Haquish, and Lowry. Because they need Lowry for the salary to match and everything. They do. How, how, that, yeah, I think so. Right. Or maybe That's not Lowry. Much, just Hero, Hawkwist, Yoich.
0: Yeah, that would be a lot. I think for Dame, Dame's only on forty five. I mean, if you're gonna put in Hero or Lowry, I think you have to throw in Robinson. I'm almost so? yeah because. But would you, you do that for two
1: first round and two pick swaps? And no, you'd
0: have to take the picks out because the salaries have to be within the the one hundred ten percent here because it's Miami. Okay. They can't go over that one hundred ten percent because they're already in that luxury tax. So
1: if it- it, Let's just say I just want to know how many picks do you think they gotta trade with Hero to get the trade? i be done? honest,
0: like I understand the value of players like pretty well. Teams like and like there's situations where they're contending or like when they plan on wanting to contend, I have no idea. So like with the picks, like I can almost never predict how many picks a team's gonna ask for or offer. I know I have no way of determining that. Yeah, I mean it's mostly like an incentive thing at that point. Like to me, like you're just throwing that in because either the players aren't enough or the contracts are bad. It's something along those lines for me, and I'll get better at that over time. But you know, I can't give you any like insight into how many picks I think they'd offer, to be honest.
1: Do you think like what what's the? Do you think the hero with somebody else and some picks does the job for Portland?
0: If I'm Portland. It, like it would have to be hero. Like you look at Lowry, 30 yeah, million, gonna be hero, hero. at 27. To, like they will not take Lowry off the Heat's hands. Lowry, like that's a mess. You're paying him 30 million, that's that's horrible. Um, it would probably have to be hero, and then you're either gonna combine Oladipo, Caleb Martin, one of those rookies or young guys, um or you're just gonna throw Duncan Robinson in the deal, which I think is a little bit more realistic in that trade. Um, because I mean. Portland is looking for a little bit of shooting. I mean, Scoot is not a great shooter. Jeremy Grant isn't a great shooter. Anthony Simons is going to be bringing the ball up or he'll be the two guard actually. But I mean, Duncan Robinson would be a solid return there and you get hero in the starting lineup until, uh, until Scoot Henderson seemingly is like ready to play. So I, I think that's a solid deal. You know, the hero Robinson, but like, again, if I'm, from the heat i'm trying to get harden at this point i think he's a better creator and a facilitator than Dane. i'm not saying he's a better player right now dame is a great player but you Amazing. know the more i'm sitting here thinking about that like harden deal they sh- they should go after harden that's all i'm going to say like in terms of trading uh in terms of trading or picking up a free agent
1: yeah they got two good options now with harden and lillard so they can actually do some deal making there and be like well, we got Lillard, too, if we don't give you all the stuff for Harden.
0: Yeah. I think the draft storylines today got a little bit less interesting. Obviously, you know, the Rashawn Holmes trade, they freed up all this cap, the Kings. We thought they were going to go for a home run. They didn't. So, I mean, that kind of narrows things down. Um, I really like what the what the Mavericks did in the draft. I, I think Derek Lively, he's going to have to come in, and he's going to have to be what Christian Wood was supposed to be, you know, eventually. Um and they got the guy. Uh, they got him at ten. They jumped in front of. I think we said Orlando was at eleven. I do know. We said that about OKC. OKC jumped in front of Orlando because they wanted Case and Wallace really bad. Orlando, they're so polarizing. They're just they got they got a huge point guard room, and they go out in the draft. They get two more, and now it's like guaranteed that you know Jalen Suggs is going to be shipped off, uh, traded for something, you know. I've seen speculation that it's going to be Pritchard and picks, potentially. Um, I think that'd be a good pickup for the Celtics. But throughout the draft, like you just look at Cam Whitmore falling, the Spurs, Mavericks, Rockets, all these small teams winning, and these big teams, like you can't really gauge, you know, the success of their picks right now because they go yeah. out and you get these guys that are probably going to play right away. We're just going to have to wait and see. You can talk fit, but I mean that's about it. What do you guys? What did you guys think of the draft? I thought it was a little bit underwhelming this year.
1: Yeah, um, in terms of the magic, I don't think I like the Jed Howard pick at all. I I watched some Big Ten basketball, and he and that Dickinson team were not good last year, so I don't know what they saw getting to the eleventh pick and just taking him up. Um, they had other options for up there with Whitmore or maybe lively or whatever other options they wanted, but Jed Howard was not it, in my opinion, at 11.
0: Yeah. I think it's just weird when a guy like Whitmore falls and you're looking at all these teams, like he's supposed to go potentially top six, and you got these teams at 13 who aren't even thinking about him, um, and they've got their plan, and they've got their guys on the board, and they're like, well, Cam Whitmore's still there, and it's kind of just a game of like, of cat and mouse, like, whoever's going to go and, you know, bite the hook first. Um, yeah. And I think it got to a point in the draft, it was, like, 15 or 14, and you look at the board and it's like, okay, it's going to be Houston. Like, Houston's going to do it. Um, And they're going to feel really good about themselves, and rightfully so. But, you know, I think all those teams, I don't blame them for sticking to their plan and going for fit. I think that's the right thing to do for a lot of those teams. I really like what Indy did, Berman. I really liked what Indy did, getting James yep. Howard to play the four. Uh, he can shoot a little bit, not a ton, but you're kind of getting out of that, like, purgatory of fours with O'Shea Brissett yeah. and Isaiah Jackson and all these yeah. guys that they can't get... shoot and space the floor.
1: Yeah, I I really like the Jairus Walker pick because now they got, like, four shooters around him. They got Halliburton, Mazarin Buddy Heald, and Miles Turner. All four of them can't shoot threes. They got Walker, who's apparently... He was the best blocker in the AAC last year, and he's pretty good at rebounding. So I think as a five, that's pretty good five for, for a team in the East. They might not be like a top four team, but they're going to be in the playoff mix, which is all you want as an Indian Pacers fan, because last year it was pretty good until Halliburton got injured. After that, it didn't look that good. So right, I agree with you. We don't want Ashaya Brissett playing a lot of starter minutes.
0: Yeah, Jesus, I'm going to go to you real quick. I know like the draft, not necessarily your specialty. Your Lakers, no. they got Jalen Hood, Shafino. I'm not sure how much college ball you get, you watch. Um, but you got a, a guy who's going to come in and probably be a decent uh, backup point guard in a couple of years. Um, I don't know how much of a need you think that is for the Lakers guard wise. What do you think?
2: Honestly, I really couldn't tell you too much. I was. I was thinking more about what they're going to do in free agency, especially so, after you can
1: get into that right now, if you want.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm excited so, for that.
1: One thought on the, on the Jalen Hitchfino pick, I think an IU dude is just a lucky charm because they had Thomas Bryant, And if you remember him from the LeBron three point, the shot that LeBron made to get the record, it was Thomas Bryant calling for ball when LeBron was one, two points away from it getting the record. And they turned him away, and he won a championship with the Nuggets. So I think Jalen you know might be like a good look charm for the Lakers So just to win a championship. So I think that looks pretty good for you, Jesus. That's an interesting little storyline you got there, I and mean, I like it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like
1: it. Um, before we get to the
0: Lakers and free agency, I want to go back to the Pacers. And I, I was texting you guys about this earlier. The Pacers are considered to be frontrunners for Max Struess. In free agency, a guy, who, a guy who you know could pretty easily get a little bit more money than Miami's probably going to offer him, um, and the Pacers have to spend. You know, with the new CBA, you have to spend ninety percent of the salary cap by opening night, um, and the Pacers I think they're like 19, 18 million under that right now. You go get a guy like Struess, and you put him on the wing with Buddy Hield, and Halliburton, Dish, in the Rock. Like that is a like really lethal offense. Are you excited about like, that I, potential there?
1: Uh, with that with that new rule that it has to be 90% of the cap, they've, they've got to spend the money somehow. So yeah. might as well get, get truce and get some shooting. And I know a couple of other buddies of mine who would also agree with that. Getting true in, getting his getting me on the wing, and Halliburton shooting some passes, open threes, that that'll look good.
0: Are there any other guys in free agency that, as a Pacer saying you look at and you're like, that's a good fit? The
1: money makes sense.
0: Like, let's go get him. Is there anybody else?
1: I don't know. I think what I really want as a Pacers fan is to see Matherin and Halliburton playing together. Because last year, I don't know if you've watched a lot of Pacers game, but they staggered Matherin and Halliburton. Matherin came off the bench and I they just never played them together, which didn't make any sense to me. I just want to see yeah. them together play and see how that relationship develops because Matherin is a dog. I, he's, well, that kind of happens so, with
0: the rookies. Like rookies usually come off the bench. I think he probably graduated from that role a little bit but Duarte not panning out, think... out, kinda. I yeah. don't know. We'll find out with the Pacers. Pacers are a little bit under a little bit unpredictable. You know, they're not always trying to trying to spend, but they have to this time. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's get into the Lakers. They had uh a, a lot of activity the last two days. Um uh, they sent qualifying offers, I believe, to, who was it? It was two guards that they had on their lineup. Um, gosh, Help me out here. It was Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, and somebody else. I think it was uh, Stoddy Pippen Jr. There you go. Um, and then today, they declined to pick up the team option on Malik Beasley, which I think anybody with a brain... Um, and anybody knowing how the Lakers do business kind of saw that coming. It was a brutal contract. He wasn't even in the rotation in the playoffs. He's getting $17 million. That's that's ridiculous. Um, and the other thing they did today was they waived Mo Bamba. They would not make his money fully guaranteed. Um, and yesterday they did make Jared Vanderbilt's contract fully guaranteed. So you've got five moves there that kind of hone in on what the Lakers are trying to do. And that opened up like $39, $40 million in Cavs space today. So they're gonna be able to go sign Bruce Brown, like you've been hoping, his Zeus. Um, and if he comes in at say like 12 million, you know, the mid level, maybe 15, 16, they're still gonna have room for a $20 million player. Or if they just want to, you know, go back and re-sign D'Angelo Russell, which they'll probably do. Um there's a lot of a lot of things they can do uh, to make sure that they either a get Bruce Brown, or B, they keep Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, which I think that's what Lakers fans probably want the most. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that, just...
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Polinka said he really wants to keep like that main core down. So obviously Rui, Reeves, pretty sure they are interested in signing back Schroeder, which I really like. I, I like Schroeder. But Bruce Brown... With Jared Vanderbilt, that's that's some good defense right there for sure. Bruce Brown coming off like an 11, 4, and three season, just won a championship. I'm pretty sure averaged like thirty six percent from three. That's a really good guy to pick up, and he hustles for sure. Also you've read been, somewhere, huh? You've been
0: researching.
2: Oh yeah, on you've it, done a little
0: excited. recon.
2: Because I'm excited <laughs> for this coming season. I also read somewhere, um. I think they're also interested in picking out Brooke Lopez, which would be huge. You can move Anthony Davis back to the four, and then bring in Brooke and Bruce. That's a scary lineup right there when you think about it. That's a very scary lineup.
1: That's something. That and they got the money
2: for it too. So I could I could definitely see Brooke Lopez and Bruce Brown. That that would be scary. I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to slow you down a minute. I don't know how we bring back Reeves. Achimura and then go get Brooke Lopez. I don't think he got the money for that.
2: Somehow they're going to do it. Just wait. Okay. All right. They're interested in it. The thought
0: process for the Lakers right now, probably in keeping that young core, is like you're not questioning LeBron's loyalty, but he has said he wants to play with Bronny, and Bronny's draft eligible a year from now. So. if he doesn't go to the Lakers, the question then becomes like, all right, are we losing our best player? So I think Rob Palinka, I think he's done a really good job.
1: The hey. trade
0: deadline acquisitions last year were really good, and I think as a team that usually goes out and switches things up a lot, I think the commitment here to the young core, um, I think it's I think it's a little bit of a new move for the Lakers, and I kind of I kind of like it. What are your thoughts on you know moving away from this? Not necessarily super team uh, type of timeline for the Lakers, um, but just committing to this younger group and recognizing that you guys do have the tools and the players to win a championship a few years from now, even without a guy like LeBron.
2: I just feel like it's very smart what they're trying to do. Even next year, I'm not saying they can obviously win a championship. I hope they do. But definitely like committing to these younger guys, that's definitely going to benefit them years down, especially with a guy like AR that just had an amazing season. And then I'm really excited to see if Max Christie plays next year because that's a player I really want to see start a little bit more, have a little more minutes for sure. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the possibility and the likelihood of a Max Christie, Austin Reeves-type jump next season would be for the Lakers. I mean, if that happens, like, we're about to be talking about, you know, the Lakers, if they don't win it all next year and Christie takes that jump, are they better off just moving off of LeBron's contract if next year's free agency class, which, by the way, should be pretty good? Like, you don't move off LeBron, obviously, but there has to be some kind of yeah. thought where if Christy takes a jump, you know, hey, we got something here. You know, let's let's prepare for three years from now or two years from now there has to be some of that right
2: oh for sure as
1: much as much as i with the Christie pick as much as i hate iu Jalen shepino is also a pretty good addition to the Lakers, and he might just be what they need to kind of go f- get like prepare for the future after lebron because i don't know with Bronny being eligible for the draft next year and him going pretty much anywhere like he could go anywhere you he, not necessarily the Lakers. He could go to any team there. So LeBron probably would try to make a move. He said in an interview like a couple of years ago, I think, that he'd want to go and play a, at least one season with his son. So that would be also a nice way for eventually preparing for LeBron moving somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we're going to be sitting here in two weeks watching Jalen Hood, Shiffino, and Max Christie kind of do what Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma did a few years ago in the summer league. Um, I think that'd be every Lakers fan's dream. But I want to transition now a little bit into just the plethora of free agents, whether they're restricted or unrestricted. Kind of just talk about, you know, the landscape for them, the market. Um, And we're going to start off with Grant Williams. Um, I'm going to let Andy, I'm going to let you kind of open up on Grant Williams because I've got, got some thoughts I'd like to share at the end here.
1: Okay. I mean, Grant Williams, great on defense. Great three-point shooter. So, I, I think any team who can afford him, any contender, like the, maybe the Blazers, I think that the Blazers, if they're looking to keep Dame, they might just go for Grand Williams and hopefully hope that that turns out into a little bit of a better contender than last year, but they didn't even make the playoffs. They obviously tried to tank, but I think that's a move. Or maybe what other contenders do you think are in the Grant Williams mix, Kevin?
0: Dallas. Dallas for sure. Dallas is in on them big time. Um, maybe Sacramento. Those are two teams that, and I wouldn't rule out, you know, something happening where the Warriors free up some room and maybe try to get the tax MLE um, or maybe even the full MLE um, and try to make a run at him. It's a little bit more unlikely, obviously. But um, those two and the other team, I'd say, five the Cavs. The Cavs need shooting. They, they, they enjoy their bigs with toughness and defensive minded players. I think the Cavs kind of make a little bit of sense, and even Indy. Indy could use some shooting um, in the front court, space yeah. the floor a little bit. If I think those Bruce are probably I, four teams.
1: Yeah, if not, true, I think Grant Williams would also be true. graded.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you may have the money for both if you really wanted it, but they're kind of similar um, from a shooting standpoint. Did you see any thoughts on Grant Williams before I take it off here?
2: No, not really. I feel like you guys covered it pretty good. So
0: Grant Williams, and I, I'm gonna tread lightly here in case any Celtics fans watch this. Um, <laughs> he was recently at a Patriots event with Jason Tatum, and he had the mic, and they were talking about his contract and whether he's going to take the the qualifying offer um, from the Celtics, which he's probably not going to, and. He said he wanted to be back in Boston, and then it just depended on how bad everybody wanted to make it happen. And I immediately got flashbacks to the Kyrie holding the microphone at center court. I'd like to resign here if you guys would have me. Um, but, like, the type of person Grant Williams is, like, it makes me wonder, you know, if he thinks that the Celtics are going to make a move that frees up the the MLE or the tax MLE uh, for him to come back. I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's something going on with the Celtics, and maybe that's just the optim, optimist in me. But the team they've got right now, like, they have to make another move. They have to make another move to switch up the backcourt a little bit. Um, and I know, like, everybody wants Grant Williams to be back in Boston, both sides. Um, I think there's probably going to be a little bit of a commitment there to make that happen. So I'm excited to see what happens with him. He's probably going to be the guy I watch the most in free agency just because I'm a Celtics fan, and I think he's an important fit for us. Transition a little bit into Cam Johnson, the other restricted free agent who has a really, really ridiculously high market right now. I've, I've seen people talking about giving him $28 million a year. That's not,
1: happening. That's not happening, Kevin. He, he,
0: he is making – I can't remember what he was making before this, but – like for the Nets, you can't accept or you can't match anything you would think over like twenty two. Maybe like this is a guy who's he's twenty seven. Like if he's not hitting his shots, he's not really helping you a lot. He's not a great defender for his size. Like there's a lot of things they could do in letting him go, and then trading Ben Simmons that would open up room for them to get Mikael Bridges, another star. Uh, I, I just I don't understand the need and the want. For a Cameron Johnson type player. Like I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I I just think I, I don't think the Nets want a big contract because they already have a pretty big useless contract in Ben Simmons, which is thirty seven million dollars for basically him just sitting on the sidelines and wearing cool t shirts. So adding that and they just want to chanting the <laughs> I mean He's done basically nothing the last two years. He's played less basketball than me. so And that's saying something. So <laughs> I don't know who they're going to trade him to, but I don't think they want to pay anybody more money than they deserve just because they have a guy who's basically doing nothing for $37 million. I don't
0: know. He just puzzled me a lot.
1: You, you here, think, um... any trade partners for Simmons? I don't think so. I don't think anybody's
0: gonna watch. I've heard Minnesota's name thrown around a lot.
1: A he's lot.
2: been working this off season, so he's ready for a mean, comeback.
1: If you see Twitter, he's been yeah, he's <laughs> he's been getting those biceps in. But what I'm saying is I mean, I hear the Minnesota thing, but they just made the biggest mistake ever in Rudy Gobert. Why would they wanna just go for another unknown in Ben Simmons and waste any picks they have. I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to get some picks because nobody wants Ben Simmons. So I don't know how that trade would work.
0: I think there's just a little, like there's a group of people probably yesterday who are a little bit surprised at Timberwolves not picking up Torian Prince's team option. Um, and it kind of raised some eyebrows. Um, and I, I follow a lot of Nets fans um, and you know reporters on Twitter I've just seen the Timberwolves' name turn around a lot, a lot. Um, I think that's a somewhat decent fit. I think they're soft. Like, outside of Jaden McDaniels, I think the Timberwolves are one of the softer teams in the league. Um, I, I don't think that would be a horrible fit for Simmons. I, I don't know. Um, I'd like to get into the rest of the free agents real quick. Wait, that, um,
1: that's the Yeah, just before you go, is he going to play? Like, for any team, that's going to be a big question is – what what's happening with him the last two years? Him not playing, and I don't know, making excuses about back pain or something. I don't know. I would never trade for somebody like that.
0: I could just see like a team like Minnesota, who's a playing team. Like the Nets may just take and trade him and dump the salary, and then take back like a very minimal return just to get off the contract. Like simply to get off the contract. Um, And Minnesota may not be able to deny it and be like, you know what? The upside is good enough to where, like, okay, we'll accept that. That's, I think, the only avenue there. The Hornets are next up on my list. And, I mean, Bridges will be back, uh, barring any decision change by the Hornets. Um, Ubre does not want to return to the Hornets. And P.J. Washington is just a polarizing player that he's been there for a few years, and he hasn't taken that step that makes you, like, think of him as a super interesting free agent target. I mean, he's like a rotational guy, but he doesn't move the needle for any contender. So, I mean, pretty insignificant there. I assume he'd be back with the Hornets. Um, But if he doesn't, you know, a team like the Mavericks, you know, trying to somehow find a replacement for what they lost in Dorian Finney-Smith, I think that'd be a decent fit. Um, And Kyrie Irving, we talked about the Suns. I, I don't know. Kyrie Irving... Maybe San Antonio. Uh, I don't know with Kyrie Irving. You know, Kyrie Irving going to San Antonio, you know, and something would have to give. He'd either have to stop being a diva or San Antonio would just get fed up with him. And I don't think
1: they, they want with Wem on the team. I don't think they want Kyrie. I think Pops is including- smart. Yeah.
0: Um, we talked about Bruce Brown, you know, maybe the Lakers, Mavericks, maybe. They've got the Cavs Kings, Blazers, um, maybe the Cavs. I don't know.
2: Um, I saw the Houston Rockets, too. They were interested in him, too. They've been
0: linked to everybody, and Dylan Brooks yeah, is going to can... be in Houston. Like, That's I can so guarantee you Dylan Brooks will be in Houston. Yeah.
1: You think so, Kevin?
0: Guarantee. How much money? I can guarantee you. I'm not sure the market. I think he wants to make over the 12.4 MLE, um, and Houston's got the room, and they have to spend. So, you know, they, they go get Fred, um, and if they get a hard no from Brooke Lopez, they're just going to sign Dylan Brooks, and they're going to call it a win. Um, Draymond, I'd say 80% Warriors, 10% Kings, 10% Blazers. Not much to go off there. Russ, we've kind of talked about him with the, the hardened trade. That's not going to work. Does the fit with him next to Harden and then Kawhi and Paul George, you know, get your attention at all? Do you think that's something that could work?
2: I'm just more curious about the money because I think I read somewhere where they can only offer him like four million max. I just feel like he's definitely worth more, especially after that playoff run he had. That's just me.
0: I just don't know where he'd be able to go uh, and just fit in well if it's not the Clippers.
2: True. Good point.
0: What'd you say, Andy?
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking I think he's, the Clippers are probably if the Harden trade doesn't happen, they're probably gonna keep him and run it back with with the same team. And hopefully there are two big dudes not being injured this time. But I don't know. The Clippers are a funny team to me. If they trade for Harden, that that team that would be a really good team if they trade for Harden and Absolutely. get like Harden. Yeah. Kawhi and George.
0: Yeah. I got three guys on here for the Lakers, Reeves, Hachimura, Russell. They want all of them back. They've got the money to do it. It just depends on whether they want to make a little bit of a, a bigger splash. And I think I think you could afford saying goodbye to D'Lo and taking cheaper options at point guard. I don't think that hurts you too much, but they definitely want to bring back Reeves and Hachimura. Talked about Brooks. I'm telling you, 90% Houston Rockets. Struce, we talked about to the Pacers. Here's an interesting one. Gabe Vincent. Mm, you want him back, right?
1: Playoff game. I don't know where he's going, but he was playoff game. Do you think like, any any chances he go back goes back to Miami if no trades happen? He's probably gonna I go back, so. right? Especially
0: yeah. if Struce doesn't come back. They're gonna have a decent amount of money to use on him. Um like he's already not making a lot of money. They could bump him up to the tax MLE. Uh, I just think if you look at a bunch of the point guards in the league who, you know, if they stayed on the team and brought Harden in, Vincent's a guy who can play off ball a little bit um, and he can take a decent defensive matchup. He can spot up in the corner. He's a good shooter. Um, I, I don't think that's a terrible fit. You know, if you trade hero, your lineup potentially would be Harden and Vincent It'd probably be Duncan Robinson in there. I think he'd be starting over Victor Oladipo, Jimmy and Bam, and then you've got Lowry, Oladipo and Highsmith off the bench, as well as Jaquez. Um I don't know. I think I think that's a decent. I think there's a decent chance we see Vincent back in Miami next year.
1: Yeah, let's see.
0: And then you look at the Bucks. Middleton seemingly back on. A cheaper deal. He denied forty million dollars, and the more I thought about it, like he's not leaving. If he wanted forty million dollars elsewhere, like it wouldn't make sense. He'd just stay with the Bucks, one of the best teams in the league. Lopez is a guy that you know he deferred uh, to Seattle as his answer yesterday when he asked when he got asked where he wanted to play. Like his pointed out, um, I don't I don't think there's a lot of places. Um, contender wise that could just bring him in and immediately be better other than like you talked about LA. Um, So I think he'll be back
2: in Milwaukee.
0: What do you think about Lopez?
2: Tell me. He'd be an amazing guy to have back, especially because I don't feel like Anthony Davis likes playing like that center position. So put him back to the four and put Lopez in. That's, that's a great team right there. Because Lopez can do pretty much everything, because he can shoot now. I I, I, I think, I think that
0: would contribute to a problem for them. When you talk about the fives they've had around Davis in the past, it's not usually a guy who spaces the floor. And if you want Lopez shooting as well, like AD isn't free to roam around and you know whenever he wants. There's going to be times when he's going to have to sit in the post and let Lopez get one up as well.
2: That's part of who Lopez is. True, you're right. We'll just see how it works out because either way I could see Houston just dumping a bunch of money into him and just not letting anyone else have the fun.
0: <laughs> um, Jeremy Grant, Damian Lillard runs him back. That's probably going to be one of those things where either they're both there in Portland next year or neither of them are. I'm going to say both of them will probably be there. Um yeah we are going to go around the Kings real quick. We're going to go to the Raptors before we wrap this up. Jakob Pertl, for some reason, is believed to have not been on the Raptors' agenda for bringing him back. Um, That's another big that a lot of teams, I think, wouldn't mind throwing in at the five. Like the Lakers, I think that's a little bit of a better fit than Lopez. Um, Or somebody like, I don't know, the Spurs. Like, go back and get him have him take some of the pressure off their bigs. They're running Zach Collins and Kim Birch at the five right yep. now. Like they're, they're a little bit of a mess. Um, yeah. Trey Jones, Trey Jones is a good fit in San Antonio. They need to match whatever offer he gets with all that cap room, make him the priority. What are you guys thoughts on, tra- on Trey Jones before we get into the last couple?
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense for San Antonio to bring him back, just match whatever offer that they get. And I don't know getting Paul, Collins with his injury history, I don't know how much you can trust him, so getting Polto back will be a big big move for them, which sounds dumb because they just had him and traded him away, but... Well, that would be a <laughs> giant victory for
0: them if you trade him and then he gets dumped in free agency and you essentially got Burton in the pick for nothing because Pert is still with yeah. you.
1: Yes, Bob still knows the game. <laughs> and then
0: Fred Van Vliet, he's been linked to... A thousand teams
1: so,
0: in a, yeah. like a two week span, just ridiculous for a guy who is a cone defensively, um, a spotty shooter. Like, I I don't know. He won't be in Toronto with Nick Nurse leading. That. Sorry, He's six feet.
1: He's six feet tall. He's not that tall.
0: Too. He's right. pretty short. The one interesting thing I've been thinking about while we're sitting here, and this is why I saved him a little bit towards the end, his former coach went to Philly. And Philly's point guard just requested a trade. And this is kind of something that was talked about before when we thought that Harden might just hit free agency and go to Houston. But I think those two are really like have been interlinked in this whole process because it was always either Harden stays in Philly, Van Vliet to Houston, or Harden leaves Philly and goes to Houston and Van Vliet to Philly. But now with the aspect of Harden needing to be traded and Van Vliet being a free agent, I'm interested to see if we see like Van Vliet wait a long time to make his decision to see what happens with Harden, don't you think?
1: I think yeah, that and I think he's always got Houston as a team in the back of his mind who can offer him the most most money probably. So if he can just wait it out and see if he can get on a contender, if not, he's still got Houston. If they sign nobody, so I think yeah, that that might be right. He might just wait and see what. Uh, the free agency thing shakes out before he makes a decision.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and the last guy, Terrence Davis, I've talked about him so much
0: um, since the season ended. I really liked what he did in Sacramento. I think they'd be foolish not to bring him back. Um, he is an unrestricted free agent, so he knows he can make a little bit more money. But Sacramento has some money to work with now, um, and they're not going to be able to go get a big name. I, I think it's extremely vital to them to bring back Terrence Davis. Um, he, he just brought a lot to the table. Like I talked about it a lot before in the golden state series, you know, he didn't get a lot of minutes early on. And then yeah. I think game three, they lost like badly and he didn't play. And then game four, they started to play a little bit more. And then they almost went in game, game five at home. Uh, and then they go to game six and Terrence Davis is like the star for a 10 minute stretch. Um, and I think that was when Sabonis got in foul trouble. And they just said, like, okay, like, you're just going to sit. Like, we've got a rotation, a group in right now that is just straight up hooping. Um, and he was part of that. and He was yeah. a big reason why they were competitive in that, uh, in that series. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think you're right with the Terrence Davis idea. I think he, he can get a little bit more money than last year because he was pretty electric in the, in the Golden State Series. There's a there's couple games where he just went off. And had like a lot of points, and he is a pretty good shooter. I think he shot like thirty seven percent, thirty eight percent from three last year, and especially good in the playoffs. So, I think yeah, I think it's a go figure for him to, for them to sign him back. But I don't know there might be other teams that offer him a little more than the Kings.
0: Yeah, he was the he was the guy unfortunately on that viral clip after. Steph put up 50 in game seven. Yeah. They had a video of him shaking his hand. He's like, oh my God, man. It was like he looked like he was about to cry. Uh, <laughs> just a tough beat for him. Um, but overall, any other thoughts, closing thoughts for free agency uh, before we wrap this up?
2: No.
1: I'm nothing.
0: All just, you've been quiet, man.
1: Yeah. He's
2: just locked in on what the Lakers are going to do with Bruce Brown. He's just, I'm just, he's just sitting there
0: ready. looking at his stats.
2: Yeah. I'm excited to see how these next couple of weeks are going to go. I really, really think this coming season is going to be very interesting. Lots of very good teams coming up. For it sure. always
0: is. and It's always a conversation that's had before the season. But the fun starts technically in two hours. Free agency opens yeah. in two hours. So, yeah. you know, we might. I might be uploading this podcast and the first free agency domino is going to fall. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we touched on a lot tonight. I think it was a pretty successful first episode.
2: Oh, for yeah. sure. I have fun. A lot of fun. All right,
0: Well, I thank you guys for joining me, and that's going to conclude our first episode. We'll be back next week. We got a special guest, one of our buddies, big Pacers fan. Um, I'm excited to share what his thoughts are going to be on the opening uh, weekend of free agency with you guys. So we'll be back next week, probably Wednesday, um, uploading around the same time. So thanks for joining us tonight. Um,